Hello and welcome back to the Thundersticks podcast. I am your host Ben Kreider and today we are facing the biggest night OKC has seen in a very, very long time. Maybe five years. I've heard 2016 Western Conference Finals might be the uh, the most intense moment we've had census. But uh, yeah, this night is going to be huge in determining where the Thunder are going to pick what their future looks like, really just everything, because a couple ping pong balls are going to sway whether the Thunder, they're going to be good to go, and they're going to have one of the best young cores, or we're wondering if we need to be tanking and giving up all our assets to try to trade up in a draft that we really might not even be able to trade up for. But yeah, um, before I start, today's episode is really just going to be going down to, I guess, the mechanics and just the numbers that are going to be going into tonight's draft lottery. If you guys want to hear more just like analysis and talk on prospects, even some of the playoffs, uh, the draft lottery primer I did with Hunter and Clemente from Bricktown Breakdown is up, and that is yesterday, so the eve of lottery day, I guess that's that's what you want to call it. I did it with them, so you guys can check back on that one if you have not listened to it already. It was a super, super fun time. I will say one moment from that, that if, you know, after further consideration, I might change. We were talking about where we wanted or what our expectations are going into lottery night. And I'm, you know, at first I was kind of that mindset, like maybe going in there with low hopes, you know, because if you don't get one in five or whatever it is, you're not going to be distraught. But now that we're getting closer to it, I want one in five, man. I'm going out. I'm going to watch the lottery. I'm expecting us to get some really good, uh, really good draft picks. So hopefully that pans out. Um, if it does not, I am going to be extremely distraught for a very long time because this is what we have been waiting for. But, you know, just a little quick reminder there. If you guys do want to listen to more analysis, um, that's what you want to go for. This is just kind of setting the ground rules, though. And when you look at the draft lottery, the set of rules are pretty interesting, and we really haven't been in the draft lottery in a while. I think the last time was in 2015 with Cameron Payne, where, truthfully, it didn't even matter where we landed because, you know, we had the 14th best odds, and you don't really move there, at least under the current system. There was, like, no chance. But, yeah, I mean, we're coming in this with a lot of stakes, and the way they do it is... Before it even goes on television, they have a ping pong ball machine, a lottery machine, and they got 14 different ping pong balls, and it's numbered 1 through 14. Out of those, you know, they're going to pull out four different lottery balls out of those 14, and it's going to give a string of numbers. And with those, you know, 1 through 14, there's 101 different, or 1,001 different combinations you could get, my bad, and a 1,000 of those have a team linked up to it. So they start with one when they do these drawings and they figure out number one, then they just keep going two, three, and four. So they set up one through four. If they, you know, get a repeat, they'll just redraw it, right? But let's say, you know, once they get through that, how they distribute five through 14 is solely based on reverse standing. So that's why you would see a team like the Houston Rockets, for example, their worst pick would be at number five because if four teams skip ahead of them, because those are the four teams that they really draw, they are the worst team remaining no matter what the scenario is. So they could be number five. And a team behind them, which I guess would be the Pistons, they can be one through six, just based solely off that. Because Houston, they would take number five. But yeah, 
that's how they do it. And then once they go to television, it's going to be in reverse order. So 14 through 1. Really, it's like five minutes of Mark Tatum talking, but they got it. They spruce it up a little bit with, you know, interviews and, you know, they'll do some analysis before and after. And then there's going to be a game, the Suns and the Clippers. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. If there's some good odds, I might, I might stick around and watch that one. But if not, I might be done watching basketball for, for a good bit. We'll have to see what, what Sam Presti pulls out of his hat. But that's just kind of setting the rules there. Whenever we're looking at, who is kind of going in this as top dogs, there's three different teams, and they cut it one through four kind of differently now, like when Trust the Process was going on. If you were the worst of the worst, you had a really high shot of taking one through four. Like, you were going to get a primo pick, and the odds were always in your favor. Now, they kind of got it smoothed out, but at the top three, the Rockets, the Pistons, and the Magic, they got the same odds, and they have a 14% chance at one, a 13.4% chance at two, a 12.7% chance at three, and an 11.9% chance of getting pick number four. So in total, they have a 52.1% chance, all three of those. That's their chance of being in the top four. Now, outside of that, it's a little bit different when you vary things up, but I mean, that's kind of how you set things up. And as I mentioned, when you look at how these standings would work, Houston Worst case scenario, they are number five, Detroit six, Orlando seven, and then you get down to Oklahoma City at eight because they are the fourth worst team in the lottery. But with that system, like I said, since there's not a lot of differentiating between, let's say, like a one through, I don't know, I guess you could even go down to like seven or six, my bad. Like Minnesota has a 9% chance of getting the first pick. That's a 5% difference from the Rockets, who just blatantly tanked for, you know, like the back end of the season. The Thunder did too, but still, like it's anyone's game. And when you look at previous history under the new system, anyone can climb up here. And you just got to look at 2019, the most hyped up prospect we've had in a while in, uh, in Zion Williamson. He got picked by the Pelicans. They jumped from the seventh worst team from a lottery standpoint to number one. And even John Morant at number two, I think the Grizzlies had to climb up a mountain to get there. So anything is in question. And that means a team like the Thunder could also hopscotch them. And they're technically in a two-way tie with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the big deal is they won the coin flip last month. So the worst they can do for a pick is eight. And the Cleveland Cavaliers they can go down to nine. It's a very slim chance, but there still is one. So when you look at Oklahoma City, that eighth pick, that's their worst one, but I'll go into it in a second, but that's not the worst they could do. You're going to get a higher pick if you end up at uh, eight when Mark Tatum pulls out his card. But with it, when you look from the top, they have an 11.5% chance at number one, an 11.4% chance at selecting at number two, an 11.2% chance of selecting at number three, and an 11% flat chance at selecting at number four. So it's just around 50%. So when you look at you know the top three, they're like 52.1. The Thunder, they have a 45.1% chance of cracking the top four just with their pick alone. And then when you look behind that, that's where it gets a bit murky. And the two hotbeds for the Thunder's picks, I guess really 
yeah, there are two. It's pick number six and pick number seven. And these are the two where if you're going to be looking at like a mathematics standpoint and you're placing a bet, you might want to go here. I don't know if I'd, I'm not going to go there. I want the Thunder to do well, but it's a high shot. I mean, 27.1% chance at six, 18% chance at seven. Almost half of the time, the Thunder's pick would fall there. 45.1% chance. So kind of a 50-50 coin flip. But if you get over that mountain, you're going to be secured pretty nicely because five and eight, which are the two outliers, they don't even add up to 10%. They end up adding to 9.8. So let me just add that up really quickly and get you guys that. Yeah, 54.9% chance of them being 5 through 8. And then, as I talked about, you got the extras going over from 1 through 4. And for the Cavs, it's pretty similar. They also have a 45%, 45.1% chance of cracking the top 4. And then it's a little bit different when you start going behind there. And as I said, Timberwolves, they got a 9% chance. Toronto, 7th best odds. They have a 7.5% chance. And then you have a really nasty three-way tie. Bulls, Kings, and Pelicans got a 4.5% chance. Once you get past them, the odds kind of slim out a little bit. Like, there's a huge disparity uh, once you reach that point. But, as I said with the Thunder, that's what we need to be focusing on. And the thing that I mentioned was 8 Technically, for our own pick, is the worst they could do. But based on pick combinations and based off what we have with the Houston Rockets, there is no way pick eight is going to be our highest selection if we end up getting that. Because since Houston can only be one through five, and since the lottery is determined just one through four, if Oklahoma City lands at pick number eight, that means that Houston is guaranteed to be at pick number five they're not going to be in the top four and that's just how it ends up working i guess in that situation all top four teams which would be the rockets the pistons the magic and the thunder would be out of there um i think that's how that would work but it's a very crazy scenario 2.4 percent chance of that actually happening but if it does it's not all that bad because you do get two top 10 picks in this draft class big thing is though we got our eyes on the prize, and that comes with whatever Houston does because, you know, if we end up getting their pick, it makes our it makes our haul so much better, and it's not just like at pick number eight we get it. We can get one through five. We can get one and five, two and five, anything you want. The combination can be endless there, and it's because that 47.9% chance of us getting it. So it's pretty much just a coin flip, just like it can be said for us getting six and seven we don't want that one to go you know on the thunder side we want to get a different pick from uh from six or seven but you know what if we hit on a six or a seven and we get pick five it really would not be too too terrible because you still can tinker around with that obviously though you want to be as high as possible and that's where these combos come in because it's not just a one-dimensional thing where you know it's pretty basic you look at a graph and that's that Tyler Carroll, who I actually helped, uh, you know, I I messaged him through Twitter. I sent out a, a form to him, but I collaborated with him. I guess it, as I'm recording this, it went up yesterday, but I had a Q&A with him, and he is the guy who for months 
has been just churning out these amazing charts on where the Thunder could land, not just with the Thunder's pick, but also with the Houston Rockets pick. So big shout out, shout out to him. Check out dailythunder.com if you guys want to find that one. It is a very, very good read, and that is coming from someone who uh, who typed it up. So I guess take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Anyways, though, when you look at Tyler's graph, there's a lot of different stuff that is going to pop out to you. But I want to start with the most likely scenarios, and it starts out with pick six and pick number 18. Because if we don't get the Rockets, we're going to get Miami's at 18. We got 16 from Boston, though. So there's an 18 0.07% chance of us getting 6 and 15. Right behind that, pick 5 and pick 7. That's not terrible. 12% chance of the Thunder coming out that way. Right behind it, another 5. 5 and 6, 9.03% chance. And after that again, you have another combination where we get the Rockets pick. 5 and 18. So that is the most likely kind of combination there. Whenever you add it up, you're going to hit on one of those four areas almost 50% of the time. 46.5% chance of landing in those first four that I ended up mentioning. But once you get past that little stone, it gets really, really interesting. Because the next five, or I guess, correction, next four that we're going to see on the board is a cream of the crop picks. Where you're end up, you're going to end up getting two top five selections. That happens 24.93% of the time. And this is how you start out. Starts out strong. 6.4% shot of 1 in 5. Right behind it, 2 in 5. 6.32. So it's almost identical. 3 in 5, 6.18. And 4 in 5, 6.03. So that's the next group you want to make. That is the money shot part where... Like I said, 24.93, almost a quarter of the time, you're going to end up hitting on two top five picks. And to make it even nicer, you have a little bit of a boost with, you know, one, two. It's kind of diminishing once you hit the top there. But once you go past that barrier, you go to rock bottom. And this is where the Thunder, they go, you know, this is the situation that's going to give you nightmares. And it's where the Thunder, they're going to be picking... At 7 and 18, there's no little pick-me-up. You don't get anything from Houston. You do not want to see this. And this happens 6% of the time. And then you move on. You'd love to see this. You don't get the Rockets pick at 5, but you end up striking gold with number 1, 5.1% shot at that. And then you roll down the list again. 1 through 5, this is without any picks from the Houston Rockets. So, like I said... 1 and 18, 5.1% shot. 2 and 18, 5.08. 3 and 18, 5.02. 4 and 18, 4.97. And 5 and 8, you have a 2.4% shot. So that one's a little bit different. You don't, you know, you end up actually going to the worst scenario from a Thunder perspective, but you end up picking Houston's at number 5. So that's that situation where if you end up seeing the Thunder pick at 8, you, you could turn off the television and you know what's going to happen. 5, 8, and 16 would be the Thunder's draft choices. And, you know, for or a safe better, I mean, actually, that wouldn't be a safe bet. That's the worst one. But um, I guess you could be content with that one. You know, cracking a top five selection would be great in this draft class. 
I think there's kind of a separation between those top four picks. In my eyes, I think there's a cream in the crop, crop three. You got Cade, you got Mobley, and you got Jalen Green. Then you kind of bump it down a little bit. But there's a clear uh, a clear kind of crowd for Jalen Suggs too. So you could also um, end up landing on him. But yeah, ideally, you want one top five pick in this draft class. Two, that's when you go parading on the streets. Even with one, depending on where it is, you're going to be really excited. And when you look at the odds between ours and the Rockets, no one else in the league can compare to Oklahoma City right now. They have a 75.93% shot of getting one top five pick. And when you want to move it over to, you know, let's say how much at one, how much at two, it does get a little bit different. But currently, you know, you're still going to be very, very excited to uh, to see these results here and you know with OKC's one through four you're only looking at theirs but the number five really spruces it up and gives you some more avenues for where they potentially could go and if you guys want to watch this highly encourage it this is the most important event we've seen during the Thunder season this year and they're not even in the season they're done for they got axed not even close to the playoffs but you guys definitely want to watch this. It starts at 7.30 Central Standard Time. Probably get on a little bit before that. I bet they got analysis from like 7 on. But yeah, starts at 7.30. Probably going to be like 30 minutes long and then you got the game. But we just found out for the lottery, Nazi Muhammad will be representing the team. And this little, you know, trying to figure out who is going to represent the Thunder has been a huge thing on Twitter. And... I, you know, myself included, I've wanted to know. They give us Nazi Muhammad, that's cool, that's cool. I mean, Muhammad, he's been with the Thunder organization for a couple years now, but he just recently got a promotion for this, you know, last season, I guess, as the OKC Blue GM. And I'll tell you what, he deserves to be up there. And I'll tell you why. I mean, the, the scouting job he did with the Oklahoma City Blue and picking up the Exhibit 10s, picking up the two-way deals, no one else in the G League even scratched the surface of what Muhammad did. End up getting guys like Jalen Hoard on Exhibit 10s, Melvin Frazier Jr. on Exhibit 10s. You know, in the draft, you were able to get Xavier Simpson and Rob Edwards. Like, you know, you're hitting, you're hitting, you're hitting. And then you got Moses Brown, Omar Yurt 7, and then Josh Hall, who does still have some potential. He did a very nice job and uh, on hitting on these targets. And, you know, this isn't just like a random representative everyone knows who he is like everyone loves Nazi Muhammad he played for us I, I think it was maybe like two seasons I don't have it pulled up for me but you know he joined in the back end of his career it is what it is he was kind of a journeyman um anyways but I mean it was a great choice and you know people wanted like SGA I've seen some ones floating around for like the Kyle Singlers the Deontay Burtons of the world I would have loved to see it you know seeing Kyle Singler up there I think we would have definitely had picks one and five and there's no debate about it but you know what Muhammad he's not a bad pick whatsoever when you're looking at some of the other ones there's not a ton of players there's only three in total Miles Bridges for the Hornets you have Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves and then you got Fred Van Vliet from the Toronto Raptors and the way I read it it sounds like it's more like uh, what we saw from the draft this past season and I wonder if they're going to do the draft in person or not but it seems like you know we might see 
a lottery again. And truthfully, I, I kind of forgot what even happened last year for the draft lottery because I know it got postponed, yet all this stuff. But um, yeah, like when the lottery occurred, I'm assuming you just had Mark Tatum in the middle. He's announcing picks and you had like on-screen guys. That's what we're going to see. So you're not going to see any in-person people. No, you know, not anything like that. You, you might see them, you know, screaming in their Zoom cameras, but nothing, nothing more than that. Totally cool though. You know, I'm still very, very excited to, to see it. You know, it's just like when you think of some of those like crazy marquee reactions, I think it was the Wiggins draft where, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers owners, like his kid, it was out, was out there and he was like going crazy whenever he got the number one pick. It might've been like for Anthony Bennett or something. And I just sound like an idiot, but hell yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Nazi Muhammad going crazy. He probably would be going crazy. You know, he's working for the blue, but he's still scouting. He's doing everything. Who wouldn't want to see Cade Cunningham in a Thunder jersey? Just any top four pick, you'd be good to go. Nazi Muhammad should be uh should be pretty good there. But yeah, we'll see him on camera. Some of the other ones, you know, when you look at the top, the Rockets, they got Hakeem Olajuwon out there, another, you know, former number one pick. You have Ben Wallace for the Pistons. I don't even think he got drafted at all, but you know, he's there. And uh, I guess Van Vliet wasn't drafted either. So there's a couple guys that you could kind of group into um, into that category. You know, when you look at the others, nothing else really sticks out. You got like president of basketball operations, vice president of basketball operations, um, you know, just, just stuff like that. I mean, a lot of GMs are there too. But Muhammad, that's a guy that everyone was kind of talking about beforehand. So just to wrap things up, like I said, I mean, when you go in here, Go shoot for go shooting for the stars, really. Like I was thinking, maybe just be humble about it. Be surprised if we do better than you know six or seven and eighteen. Absolutely not. I'm going into tonight expecting the most, and if we do not get the most, you know, there's a little wiggle room depending on where we land, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be very very distraught if we do not get a top five pick. Really, a top top three or top four one, right? Um, because there is there is a little bit of a drop off, but you have the picks. You got five in the top 36, regardless of what happens tonight. So they could still package all those together. I don't see them taking all five of those selections just based off the roster we have right now and even have, you know, like pick 55 or something. I don't even see them using that one either, but they could try to make a package if they don't get what they want. Obviously, you don't want to spew out assets right now. You just want to get what we've been waiting for all season long and just hope for the best so yeah just go into there um you know with all the percentages i gave out like i said i think the two main ones 75.93 percent chance of one top five pick 24.93 percent chance of getting two top five picks and for that grand prize in kate cunningham man 11.5 percent chance it is possible it is very much possible so you guys will be able to watch it at 7:30 p.m central standard time tonight i'm gonna be watching it hopefully you all will too i will be doing a reaction i am planning on going to to one of the draft parties so i guess i could pick up some audio there like just busting out a blue snowball and recording or doing a podcast right after in a restaurant that would that would be really really weird especially when it is hosted by another podcast 
But um, I might whip out the voice memos whenever we get the draft picks rolling. So just look out for that. Maybe I'll have some audio to uh, to back things up and get some initial reaction from from the crowd and you know everything just going on. So yeah, keep up. Um, you know, for that after this draft lottery. We're going to have a lot clearer picture of the draft, and you're going to get some more draft scouting from me, probably some playoff chat, but um, yeah, that's what you guys can be expecting in the future. Before you get even to that, like today and tomorrow, it's going to be a major deal for this franchise, so you do not want to miss out on this. That's all I got to say for today's episode. Sorry it's a little bit short. I know I tend to be, you know, like the 30-minute to 40-minute range. If you guys want to listen to one of those longer episodes, if you have not, make sure to check out the collab I did with the guys from Bricktown Breakdown. I think it's 50 minutes long, ran through a lot of different questions, and it will familiarize yourself with some of the prospects the Thunder might be looking at for next month's draft. But other than that, though, guys, that is going to wrap up today's episode. I thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. See ya.